0: Hey everybody welcome to another episode of small time songwriter my name is angel corsi and i am of course your small time songwriter uh today we're going to be talking about a few topics all related to the songwriter community the songwriter life and i'm saying songwriter a bunch and i'm also moving my hands a lot i don't know if um maybe i'm feeling extra animated or if i always move my hands i don't really know i like to move my hands it feels good it feels like i can feel the particles in the air you know even if you can't see them on the podcast maybe it's even because i'm filming a little bit of this for instagram so i can help promote the show i don't know but today we're going to cover hands. No, no, today we're going to cover the songwriter community, my experiences in a songwriter community, songwriting groups, and their importance to me, and uh, what I think is important about a songwriting group. And also... My experience, my first time experience going to my very first songwriter meetup here in Longmont, Colorado. So let's get started. All right. So let's talk about songwriting groups. Um, I think there's a misconception on what songwriting groups are. Uh, a lot of times people think of them as some kind of exclusivity or exclusive club or just meant for a particular in group that you're part of. You know, it's kind of getting back to like the cafeteria and if you're sitting with the cool kids or not. Um, but I've found song gr- songwriting groups all over the place um, online you can find them just by a quick search on google and they're pretty welcoming to uh, most uh, singer songwriters the ones that aren't um, that are very very exclusive i don't know if those are even right for the small time songwriter anyway because there's there's going to be a lot of uppityness and i don't really like uppityness but i do i do think um there are some (laughs) uppityness i think there are some real benefits to a songwriter group for instance I've been working on my record uh, it's a self release mostly it's just me playing my acoustic guitar sometimes I'll add a drum machine or something for fun but um, I've been working on my new record uh, when the leaves turn gold coming out in the winter. thank you very much and um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's tough to come up with material um, Because sometimes when you are going through your cycles, and what I mean by cycles as a songwriter, you probably know what I'm talking about, but sometimes you'll feel melancholy or particularly grateful, and you'll have this string of um, songs that are just related to the same topic. Now, I am not someone that says stop. Writing love songs. I am not somebody that says stop writing the sad song or the tragedy or the tragedy that you had or the PTSD that you're dealing with or the political, um, you know, uh, message that you're trying to deliver to the world. I am not saying to uh, stop writing those songs. In fact, I am a proponent of like write more of those. You know, one of the things that I've always told people is don't be the person. That I mean, well, here's how I always say it. Uh, for people that feel like, oh no, not another love song, um, I would say, think to yourself, are you going to be the kind of person that falls in love with somebody and only tells them that th- you love them once in the entire time that you knew them? Or are you going to be the person that says, I love you in the morning? I love you right before bed. I love you in a text message at midnight. I love you when you're getting on a plane. I love you when you're, um, you know, making lunch. You know what I mean? Hopefully you're the second person because the first person's probably not going to stick around that long. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you're the second person, the latter, which is a person that recognizes that when you love somebody or something, you feel the need to talk about it more than once in your entire lifetime. And if that's the case, then write the fucking love song. You know what I mean? Don't worry about whether it's about the same person over and over again. I mean, Taylor Swift has a literal career based on her... um, you know, ability to rewrite a song, uh, a concept, a theme, I should say, not rewrite a song. But technically, yeah, rewrite a song because she did that album where she just re-recorded everything, (laughs) rearranged everything. But anyway, um, the point is, don't be afraid to keep writing your love songs if you have them in you. Don't be afraid to keep writing your tragedies if you have them in you. Don't be afraid to keep writing your, um, your messages, okay? Now, with that said, when you're approaching a record... Sometimes, if you're like me, you run into the problem where you get into this mode, you sort of write about the same subject or the same theme um, 25 times. And it's good because now you can spread the wealth. you know, over the next few years, you can keep hatching away at those songs and before you know it, you'll have a set list uh, that's new that gives you a new a new angle or a new um, um, you know slant to whatever you're you're thinking about um, thematically. But, um, when it comes to a record, I like to have just a little bit of a mix-up. Now, my upcoming record is, uh, uh, Where the Leaves Turn Gold, available this winter. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to keep doing that as, an, as a goof. But, uh, uh, maybe I'm manifesting it because I'm, I'm so not done with it. I'm only halfway done with it. I'm like, it has to be available this winter. So it's going to be available this winter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I think that, um... I lost my train of thought. Oh, no, no, I didn't. I'm back. I'm back. So, (laughs) so what I think is, you know, I, even though the the record itself is based upon finding peace in a new place and uh, sort of mm, encapsulating how quickly things have changed, can change, can change. And also, um, touching on the things that i wanted to change about myself or about my thoughts right and um even though that's all encapsulated uh sometimes you can write the same gratitude song too much too too many times to where you just can't squeeze it into the same record you're gonna have to spread the wealth like i said earlier and that's where songwriting groups come in handy because i wouldn't have uh, some of the new songs that are going on the record, if I didn't explore the songwriting group that I got to be a part of uh, before I moved here um, to uh, Colorado. So I think it's really, it was really cool because I at least came out with two songs that I was going to use. And I was only in the group for a very short period of time. It was a short length of time. Uh, but it was really beautiful because it was a supportive little group that everyone tried to listen to the songs that you uh, wrote. And, um, It was just really cool to experience that, but also to explore new ideas based upon other people's ideas. And what I mean by that is if you've never been part of a songwriting group, the way it works is basically you get a collection of songwriters together and they come up with prompts, like a writing prompt, like, uh, what do you say at 2 a.m. when you're drunk? That's a prompt. Um, Or uh, when you wake up in the morning and you have a, a, you know, a fistful of cereal and a, and a coffee. Um, I don't know who has a fistful of cereal. I don't know. Am I the only one that eats Chex mix like that or Chex? Um, (laughs) is that, is that weird? Is that a weird, is that a weird thing? Is that like a, a wild person to just like stick your hand in the cereal box. I don't know, but, um, probably, and it's probably disgusting, but just know it's my cereal box. It's my cereal. I'm the only one that eats it. So it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but my point is there's a prompt and, uh, you can rattle around in your head all day, but sometimes it's helpful when you have someone else, um, give you the prompt. And, um, I have, I had a few prompts that really worked out. Um, one of them ends up on the record. It's called since time began. And, um, it's a beautiful record and it's one, it's perfectly within the thematic um, motif of of the record that I'm trying to try to finish. And it's also something that I never would have thought about writing unless I was in a songwriting group. So these are the things that are really great about songwriting groups. The other thing that's really great about a songwriting group is you get to experience better writers. Now, there's this, there's a lot of self-love in in the world right now, you know what I mean? Maybe too much. It, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a hot take or not, but maybe too much self-love. You know, maybe we're too accepting of everything and everyone, and this is why we keep bumping heads in very. Uh, 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 What's the word consequential Kinds of ways you know what I mean maybe this is Why there's this place of extremists on left and right and Upside down and all that stuff maybe this is Why um, we can't Recognize when we need to improve and we Can't tell the difference between self care And self sabotage you know what I mean but If you Can humble yourself enough and Come in with enough humility and confidence Because confidence is needed when you join a songwriting Group Um But if you can come with enough uh, humility first, that's got to be your first thing that you're walking to the table with, um, you're going to experience better writers and they're going to be objectively better and they will be objectively better lyrically or um, with their music arrangements or their uh, vocal quality or their melody choices. Um, Their themes might be better, you know, they're, they're there's just so many ways for other i mean there's always a bigger fish as they say right so what's cool about songwriting groups is you're going to meet your bigger fish and if you're the biggest fish in the writing in the songwriting group you need to go to another songwriting group no one should feel like they're the biggest fish you know what i mean everyone should feel like um they're grabbing something from someone you know uh, even me, like I, when I'm, when I'm, I'm, what I mean by that is I'm not the biggest fish. I'm, I actually felt like the smallest fish in this particular songwriting group. But um, even I could see uh, within my conversations that people were getting something out of whatever I brought to the table um, with my songs, right? So that's kind of the idea of the songwriting group. You have to have like humility to be able to say that I'm here to learn through people's examples because it's not really about picking someone's brain about how to write a song. It's about listening to how they write a song and figuring out how that can help you on your side. And it's just, um, or how you can implement it into your own music. So that's what I really love about songwriting groups too, is you get to experience better writers. And through these better writers, you start to realize that you're having aspirations to be better or more secure in your position in the industry because you're running into people that are very confident in what they have and what they what they want to say. Um, now, sometimes, like I said, there's a little bit of a self, self-care versus self-sabotage thing. So sometimes you're going to run into some people that maybe just like think they're a little too big for their britches kind of thing. But, um, I said britches, how dare you? Um, (laughs) but, uh, my point is you might run into, uh, people with a little bit of delusion, but don't be the delusional one. Okay. Really focus on the fact that, um, you're there to, be inspired and aspire to and also uh enjoy the experience and the experience of others that are probably better if you're like i said if you feel like you're the biggest fish there you probably are in the wrong songwriting group or you're delusional so it's one or the other um in my mind the last thing is it's sort of all in, um, encompassing but it's a it's a free education to how people approach their music and how people approach songs and it's also uh, free feedback um as far as like audience testing, uh, you know, I like to uh test my songs, my new songs at open mics because uh it's just low pressure, especially nowadays, open mics aren't a big deal. So usually they're they're pretty quiet and they don't have a lot of people there. So if you can um you know hit your wagon to somebody and and just kind of do an open mic where where they feel like um they got an experience off of your song, I think it works out. So um It's kind of like having an open mic, but with people with discerning ears, right? So if someone compliments you, it feels super good because you just heard their song and they were were super good. So if someone super good says, hey, that was pretty good. You're like, all right, I'm on the up. You know what I mean? Um, If they don't say anything, then you probably have to evaluate your song. (laughs) Um, But just know that songwriting groups, the best part about them, and this is my favorite part about songwriting groups... And I guess, you know, I I was kind of joshing about the sensitivity of people and their ability to like have too much self love. And I guess this could be. Um, this could be one of the dynamics within that, but I think this is a positive aspect. When you're thinking about self-confidence as a songwriter, I think you have to have a, a real honest approach to your self-confidence. And you have to know that you are self-confident about X, Y, and Z, not A, B, C. And if you try to fake A, B, C and X, Y, and Z together, people are going to sniff it out pretty quick. So you might as well just be as honest as you can, and and confidence within your honesty. And I think that this is a long way of me saying that my favorite part about songwriting groups is the fact that it is a literal safe space to share music with people that understand the vulnerability of writing and performing and sharing music. And that is a beautiful thing. Which brings me to the next thing I want to talk to you about, which is the importance of a songwriter community so when i think of a songwriter community i'm not talking about the fans or the audience or the venues um i think sometimes we can get so caught up in wanting to get the gigs and the tours and also the people listening to us you know whether it's on social media or in person that we forget that the way we create art the way art grows and manifests is within itself right and what i mean by that is You need a strong songwriter community if you're going to have a music scene full of songwriters. It needs to be more than just an audience wanting to hear folk songs. It needs to be um, a group of folk singers that want to share folk songs. And it needs to feed itself. It needs to start from the inside and just circle out. You know, I kind of look at that as like my general philosophy to life. I always start with um, my inner circle and then I just keep circling out. So I'll start with like my family. My chosen family and then I'll just keep circling out to my friends or to my best friends and then to my friends and then to my acquaintances and then to my community and then to my community to the, you know, United States of America <laughs> and just keep going and going and going um until we are the world. We are the whatever. Um <laughs> But the point is, it all starts uh, from the from the inner circle, from the the inside, right? And that's the way I think songwriter communities need to work. Um, it can ha- it, having a strong songwriter community brings so much because it can bring you fans and attention, and it can. But it can also enhance everything from like um, how we network, right? If you have a strong songwriter community and you're talking to other songwriters and you guys are having real chats and real conversations about how the industry is working right now or how things is working, how um, social media is kind of a crapshoot or this social media works or you know that kind of conversation. You know, it's it's sort of a quasi-boardroom conversation of brainstorming, right? Because you're just sitting around with your friends, and they're your friends now. They're part of the same songwriter community. You guys are in songwriting groups together. You're doing open mics together. You're performing on stage together at gigs. You're hopping on tours with each other. You start to talk about, like, boardroom banter. You start to talk about, like, hey, how are your numbers, man? How How was the... How was the, uh, how was your video? You posted a YouTube video. How were the views, you know? And you start to learn from each other. And you can't learn that just by being isolated and just being your, 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 a musician or a songwriter just by yourself. You can't do that. Um, I know this from experience because I'm a very hermit kind of person. And if I had my way, I would just write my songs, share my songs, and go home. But I recognize that that never has, um, uh, what's the word, bared fruit. It's never given me anything that was useful in this industry. Now, my hermitness and my isolationist. Uh, quality my anti social quality has come in um, come in handy quite a bit to keep me out of trouble um, <laughs> because I got a big mouth and <laughs> and uh I like to fight so uh, or I like to be confrontational so I know that I have to You know, it's uh, um, me and my wife, we call it peopling where it's like I have to learn how to people. I'm just like a wild dog and I just have to learn how to not bite people every chance I get. So I'm just I learn that kind of stuff as I go on. But the only way to really learn it is to be a part of it. So um, when I it's kept me out of. Um, jail, but it's also now that I'm a kinder, softer, happier person, um, I feel that want of community. I feel that want of like, I want to be a part of something that's um, grateful and beautiful and and, and full of uh, uh, joy, you know, and, and joy for creating what we do, like making songs, writing songs and performing for people and the best way to do that is to find a songwriter community um the other things that is cool about having a strong songwriter community another thing that's cool about it is there's power in numbers as they say and we can actually fight for fair pay and wages you know i know that's kind of it's a little bit out there it's a little you know circling out quite a bit but I believe in that like i believe that in in my personal politics i'm i'm for fair pay and wages and things like that and i I try to think about that i try to think about um workers in general i am i'm I'm not like a perfect person with that you know i shop amazon and stuff i like my ninja coffee bar um (laughs) but uh but i do try to think of the human part of trying to live a life and trying to afford a living life you know and um you know, it's really hard for artists especially to have that, to have that, that fair wage, fair pay, uh, especially if you're a songwriter, if you're a musician, because, um, you know, you can have these things where you, uh, you, you might get undercut by each other. And the reason why you're being undercut is because the venues or the promoters are sort of taking advantage of the fact that we all want to share a message. So they uh, basically come up to me and they'll say, hey, will you do this gig for 150 And I'll be like, yeah, that sounds good to me. But maybe the person that I was going to go to before me, before they reached out to me, they were going to have to pay 250 And they just offered me 150 And I took it like an idiot because I didn't have the conversation with my fellow songwriter about what, um, what is a fair pay for the, for the venue and what we think is a comfortable uh, wage you know, for, for what we're doing. Now there's all this uh meritocracy stuff that we have to go through of course where it's like you know I can't I obviously might feel like I'm worth 150 and my friend who is um uh, way you know t- way more talented or way more famous um or actually famous I'm not even slightly fame-ish. so <laughs> they they obviously deserve more pay so uh, there is a meritocracy uh, element to uh to the uh, the songwriting community and to the, the artist community as, as musicians go. But the fact that we can sometimes have these conversations are important because that way when the time comes where someone's trying to take advantage of us or someone's trying to take advantage or, or you got to understand every time that you are being taken advantage of as a songwriter, as a performer, as an artist. Every time someone offers you a a, a coffee and uh, and three bucks, and <laughs> a coffee and three bucks um, for a three hour show. Every time that you feel kind of like, oh man, I didn't feel good about that gig. It felt kind of weird. It felt like they kind of took advantage of me. Every time that you feel taken advantage of, there's a high. It's highly likely. That while you were being taken advantage of, another artist who chose not to be taken advantage of was essentially um, screwed over because they lost the gig to the person that took the gig and felt you know, taken advantage of. So I feel like having those conversations and they don't, they don't need to be, um, you know, no one has to pull out receipts or taxes or nothing, but it can just be kind of casual. You know, it's like, Oh, you should go play at this place. Yeah. They, they want covers, but it's a two hour show and you know, they pay about 200. I don't know if that's good with you. And then you decide, right. You know, it doesn't even have to be exact numbers about, pretty much, you know, I hear a lot of these conversations over the years where we're sharing information and some, I always just tell them what's up because I don't care, but other people, you know, they have their, their own, um, what's the word? They have their own path when it comes to finances. So, uh, even if they feel comfortable enough with me to go like they pay about, or usually they're paying or last time I heard they paid, you know, those kinds of things are helpful, um, in the, in the ongoing conversation, you know? And, uh, again, this all, it comes with the, um, what's the word? It all comes with the, uh, caveat of caveat, Ca- caveat. I don't know why it sounds wrong. Uh, uh, it all comes with the, with the caveat that caveat, I'm not even saying it with confidence anymore. It's all coming with the caveat, uh, <laughs> uh, of confidence, ironically, <laughs> of knowing uh where you fit on the totem pole as far as uh where you fit in the in the array of the songwriter community like are you as good as x y and z or whatever you know so just kind of keep all that in mind and be honest with yourself uh the other cool thing about having a strong songwriter community is that's free therapy man because lord knows we need it um It can be frustrating out there. It can be frustrating when you don't feel like you can um, break through the noise. It can be Like me, I I was having a little bit of a frustration last week uh, with social media, and I still kind of have it, but I'm just more accepting of it now. Uh, I've I've talked myself down, and I've talked to some friends, and they've helped me relax about it a little bit. Um, I mean, I I feel the way I feel. I still feel the way I feel about it, but I just... um, I also recognize that the only way to just keep doing stuff is to keep doing stuff. So it doesn't really matter um, whether social media is screwing me over or I feel like social media is screwing us over as artists. Um, It's either that or I just stop. Writing and performing, and I'm not going to do that. So that's kind of where I'm at with that kind of stuff. But, but it helps to have somebody understand that. You know, if I didn't have someone to call and talk about it, or if I didn't have someone to message and talk about it, it would be um, really hard on us. And you know, we don't really talk about the stress that um, artists go through as far as. What we just went through—we just went through a freaking pandemic, and it was um, a very stressful time. We had to figure out how to make our art important during a time when it was the least important thing on anybody's mind, including artists. You know, um, most artists, you know, that I talked to—they they either were feeling extremely guilty about releasing a record during a pandemic, or. Um, or they were delusional <laughs> and thought that it did that it would matter somehow, you know, and then they, they felt terrible that it didn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, um, for my opinion, is art is a bit of a commodity. Now, it used to be something that was like a needle mover It used to be something that would push things to another level. But right now, innovation and all that is really struggling. It's all imitation now. And I think that Art is suffering from that at the same time, but at this particular moment, but until we break the glass ceiling again, um, we are kind of stuck in this headspace that, um, art is kind of a commodity. It's something that, um, people consume, like they consume a Snickers bar or they consume candy or Skittles, like it's something that they enjoy and then they move on to the next thing before they're done with the first thing, just how it is, um, Hopefully it won't be like that always. We, our job as artists is just to continue making stuff, continue creating stuff, and uh hang in there and hold on as tight as we can um, until uh, the next glass ceiling is broken but it, the point is um it's a weird it's a weird experience that we've all gone through with the pandemic um and I think we've all had trouble processing that, and we've all sort of uh felt strange jumping back into the fold you know i know i have I've, i felt i feel strange thinking about gigs and wanting to do open mics covid is like always on my mind because um my uh my uh what's uh, my my i was gonna say my son-in-law my parents-in-law <laughs> they're older and we see them about once or twice a week so uh for me it's it's a big deal um I wish it wasn't a big deal because I don't see it as too much of a big deal anymore uh, to, if I'm just being completely honest with you. But uh, and when I say that, I mean like I've gone through it. I, I got COVID. I kind of have an idea of how my body's going to react to it, I assume, and I'm only getting healthier. So I feel like chances are good. Medicines are in. You know, it seems right. But but at the same time, it's not just about myself, right? So it's a, it's a complicated struggle. And because of that, it's really – put me in a head spin so i have to like pick and choose my projects which wh- which is why uh the idea of just going in an open mic and you know singing into someone else's saliva <laughs> doesn't seem like a great idea anymore and i think a lot of us feel that way but we don't really acknowledge it or say it you know we do these gigs and we realize like we are about to take money and possibly making some elderly person very very sick Because we need the money uh, Because this is our our Life and we're going to need To make that money and they're willing to pay For it but there's a chance That we might make someone sick And usually in my particular Genre in my sort of Songwriting group which is the folk Singer um, genre the folk singer uh, Like folky Kind of hippie sort of You know house concert um, Listening room Kind of Audience, you know, it skews older. It really does. And I'm not talking like 45. I'm talking like 55, 65, 75 older. And um, that's that's a thing to think about. Whether we want to want to admit or not, it's a thing to think about. So I think we all struggle with that, and we're all just processing it the best we can. Because at the end of the day, you know, everyone makes their choices, including the elderly person. So they're choosing to be there and you have to make the choice to survive and be a living artist. Therefore you got to perform. Now, some people find some good balance of outdoor gigs and all that. And I might explore that too, but at the end of the day, we need therapy because of it. (laughs) And (laughs) being able to talk to your fellow songwriters about it. It's a real big help. Anytime you can talk to anybody that can empathize with you, it's a real big help. It helps you keep going. Now, there are some things that are a bit problematic for me that I've run into in my songwriter communities that I've bumped into over the years. Um, I want to preface before I get to this part that this is all just uh, me talking about my experiences. And um, it's not a reflection of like how I think the community is as a whole, but I do recognize that this is a thing and people know that it's a thing and people uh, reflect with me privately that it's a thing. And um, I think we just don't really talk about it. So in the world of social media, um, and again, I'm just talking about folk singers, the folk scene. I don't know what the metal scene is or the rock scene or the reggae or the punk or whatever. I'm just talking about like singer songwriter, acoustic guitar, sometimes bluegrass, that kind of stuff. The, um, house concert the listening room the uh hippie festival kind of you know what i'm saying the the camping festival things kerrville all those kinds of things so what i'm trying to say is that um one of the things that i i've run into a few times in in my years is just how um sometimes it's hard to deal with um for me again just me because I, I happen to be a, a, I guess you would call it like a, a, a POC person, a people of color. <laughs> I'm a people of color. Uh, I don't even know how to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is I'm a brown dude. I'm brown. And um, <laughs> when you're brown and you're in the folk scene, uh, it can be a little strange. It can be, honestly, it can. I, I, I hate talking about this, so I'm not going to stick on it for too long because I don't want the barbs to hurt anybody. Because I know everybody means well. Everyone means well. Everyone's very nice. 99.9% of people, um, that are into this kind of music and ha- and support these kinds of artists supports artists, support artists like me are quite liberal. That's just how they are. And, um, it can be, uh, it can skew in that direction. And, uh, it's great, and I think it's it's beautiful that everyone's so welcoming, but there can be a little time... And I don't know how to say this any nicer than this because I just want to once again say um, I I don't think this is with ill will. And I think if everyone looked deep down, they would recognize that this is a thing <laughs> and they would probably laugh with me about it because I don't think there's anything to do about it. It's just like a a nice person trying to be nice and trying so hard to be nice that sometimes they overshoot it and it gets kind of weird. That's basically what it comes down to. So as a Brown person, um, (laughs) sometimes it can be tricky for, for Brown folk singers like me to feel, to understand where they sit um, in the lineup because it, it takes more work for me to be extra um, vigilant of, of my, my, my work because I have to really be um, confident and honest with uh, my assessment of my skill and my talent and my songwriting because the community as a whole can be so welcoming sometimes, you kind, they kind of forget the fact that they're, they're supposed to also be honest when they say that you're good or not, which can be kind of weird. Um, and what I mean by that is sometimes, again, no ill will this is a good thing. It means people are trying to have some equality and equity with people. But I just feel like from my experience, and maybe it's not like that anymore because I've been out of the game, right? I'm out of the game, so I might be wrong. And every scene is different, and I'm not talking about a particular w- regional scene. I'm just talking about the ones that I was, you know, into at the time uh, a few years ago. It's like there's a there's a moment that, you know... I don't know how many more prefaces I can put, but I'm just going to put one more. This could totally be my own insecurity, just so you guys know. I don't want to hurt any feelings when I tell you this. I just want to give you honest feedback from my experience. But sometimes you're left wondering, are you here? Are you at this show? Did you book this show? Are you getting paid? Did you earn those tips because you're good or because you sort of fit the overall... um, message that everyone is trying to send and trying to support right everyone's trying to send the message of love and community and everyone's together and um uh uh, equality and all that stuff but sometimes you can feel like did i really perform that good to make this much money or is this like an apology for some ancestors from quite some time ago (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know um I don't want to harp too much on this I'm sorry but I'm just trying to say I, I think I'm harping on it because I don't know how to say it in a kind way but I'm trying to find the kindness in it I want to once again say no one's trying to hurt me no one's trying to hurt uh people of color in this folk scene and all that stuff in the songwriter community but sometimes you feel like you're getting a little blurred on the lines as far as like are you good or are you fitting the sort of minority need for the lineups you know what I mean? Um, it just can be a strange interaction. So That's something I'm a little bit iffy on. Um, but again, I've been out of the scene forever. And what's really cool about society right now is that we are focusing on um, a lot of the right conversations. I mean, I know it can seem like uh, we're swinging too far right or too far left with conversations. But I think when you look at the core of people and humanity, we're having like the real conversations. We're, we're not really focused on you know, did you call me, the? did you call me Latino or did you call me Chicano? You know what I mean? We're, but we are focusing on, hey, 93% of us say we don't like Latinx. So maybe stop calling us that white people. (laughs) And then maybe, maybe we shouldn't say white people. I don't know, but I'm just saying that, you know, I think, I think there's this thing where, um, I should say liberal people is what I should say. Liberal people. Um, that makes more sense. Uh, but what I'm saying, (laughs) what I'm saying is, we just uh, we're having the right conversations now, and I i I think I think the scene is probably way different, and I'm looking forward to experiencing that. And I even set up an interview with a local artist who's also um, of of brown descent, I will say, and he is um, he's going to be talking to me a little bit about that too, and I'm going to get to know his experiences because mine aren't super great from my references. Um, I'm starting new, and I'm excited to have new references, and I'm excited to see what the new conversations are. But um, that's kind of going to be an exciting part of the conversation next week Um, or the next interview that I have. Uh, But, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that. That's something that does bug me about um, the community. Uh, because it it doesn't just go to the audience. It can go within the songwriter community where other songwriters are trying to uplift minorities and maybe sometimes they can overshoot and be like, I appreciate you wanting me to do the gig, but I don't even play country music and you're a country artist and I do appreciate that you're my friend and you're trying to help me, but also um, I'm not as good as you and I don't belong here. (laughs) You know, those are kinds of things that I think the only people that are going to be able to stand up and say that are the small time songwriters that are able to be honest with themselves so always be honest with yourself if you know you're not up to snuff yet take some time and get up to snuff but don't feel like you have to take anything that doesn't feel correct right um all right so the other thing that can be weird related to all that is uh you know sometimes the songwriter community uh, especially in in folk music and in, in nashville the nashville scene i've noticed when i've when i've talked to uh different nashville uh scene people um is that it's a little bit it can be a little it could be a little sexist sort of you know it's just it's very male driven and uh i hope we can get further uh, than that but that's something to think about if you're a small-time songwriter and you're thinking about joining a songwriter community really check out the scene and, and focus on whether you think that there's a there's a hierarchy here that that maybe is not not for you, and it's going to be uh, an experimentation because I've definitely run into things where I felt like everything was cool, and then I saw how one of my friends was being treated, and I was like, oh, what the hell is going on with this? You know, all of a sudden, you know, my ideas are getting through, but her ideas aren't getting through, even though her ideas are better. Like, what's going on? So just keep a lookout for that kind of stuff. Um, the other thing is like we do a lot of resource guarding which is uh, something I've been accusing uh, my dog Larry of. (laughs) So my dog Larry, basically he eats as fast as he can. And then he, he, he goes after someone else's food or he's drinking water and starts growling at people when they get too close or other dogs. He doesn't growl at me, but or he does it even in the bed. He gets comfy in the bed and then a the dog shows up and he gets all pissed off that a person showed up. Um, that's resource guarding. It's basically the idea of there's a starvation attitude with it. He thinks that they the, whatever resources he has are, are not infinite. And the reality is with social media, with, um, the internet, with, uh, all the gigs that are needed, all the venues wanting to do open mics um, and and actual shows, airport gigs, luncheons, corporate gigs. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. House concerts, uh, you know, whatever. Um, festivals, whatever. The point is, there's plenty to go around and uh, don't join a songwriting community or a songwriter community that does a lot of resource guarding. Uh, which brings me to my um, my last thing I want to touch on, which is my first experience here in Longmont. Um, I went to a songwriter meetup. So let's talk about that. All right. So I went to my first um, songwriter meetup. It was at this uh, art center called Firehouse Art Center in Longmont. And um, the place was pretty cute. They were having a, uh, it looks like a Katrina ball or something like that. But they had something decorated for the the holiday. And um, it was just a, a very cozy experience i would say um you know one of the things about songwriter meetups that can be a bummer is uh when they're just a little bit too big right um and let me explain what i mean by that so i think uh after all my talk about like uh, songwriter community and wanting (laughs) a large songwriter community uh i guess what i'm saying is even though you want to have a lot of people within the community you don't want it to um get so oversaturated that you can't progress right so what i mean by that is uh when you do a songwriter meetup it's a lot cooler if there's some kind of um organization or somebody running it with a sort of a uh with a tight as a tight ship you know uh because if they grow too large like say you get a songwriter meetup and 30 songwriters show up it can be kind of hard to uh to manage because uh, every one of those uh, songwriters, uh, every every one of them is going to want to share a song and eventually you're going to disappoint somebody because they're not going to be able to play a song or you're not going to be able to play a song and you're going to be disappointed. And the whole reason you go to a songwriter meetup is to meet other songwriters, to network with them, uh, network and not in a business term, but network as in connect with them and uh, hopefully become friends and uh, find a, a mutual joy and then um, progress together, grow together. That's kind of how I always envision it, right? So me personally, I feel like if there's a huge scene, a huge songwriter scene, it's better to have songwriter meetups that are very organized and also happen frequently so that um, everyone has a chance to share what they have and get some real feedback or real connection with other like-minded individuals. This particular meetup, seems to happen once a month. So I was pretty nervous about, um, who would be there or how many people would be there again. I was a little bit COVID nervous, to be honest with you, uh, again, not for me, but just for my, for my folks in law. And, um, it was great though. I went there and it wasn't too many people. I think it was actually only like six plus me. So seven, maybe eight. And, uh, it was a perfect amount. It really was. Cause it was only like a one hour thing or an hour and a half thing. And, uh, it was just very mellow and welcoming and I'm totally going again because it was exactly what I was looking for. I was hoping for mellow. <laughs> I was hoping for small, uh, for a lot of different reasons. One of them was, uh, if it was small, I would feel more comfortable with the COVID thing. Um, if it was mellow, I'd feel like I could introduce myself properly, which, you know, it was a little, uh, what's the word dicey as far as me feeling like I got to really introduce myself, but I tried to be as, um, outgoing as possible and willing to participate in whatever they were up to and it was pretty cool um there was a tiny tiny workshop element but i would feel like uh it's safe to say that the workshop element wasn't really the priority of the meetup it was more just to share some songs uh write to a prompt or just talk to each other you know so that was kind of what i was looking for because You know, I'm new to this scene. I'm not sure where to get my toes in. And, um, you know, I'm just exploring stuff. And that's a pretty exciting thing. It's pretty fun to just explore, you know, places. Um, I got to talk to, uh, before I went to the meetup, I got to talk to the uh, music shop owner of the local music shop. And I probably talked to him for like, I don't know, 45 minutes or something. And he was just cool because uh, we were just chatting about guitars and uh, repairing instruments nowadays and repairing guitar amps and how guitar amps are basically little computer boards now. But it was good because I felt like, oh, he's going to remember me and I'm going to remember this guy and, uh, we're going to have something to talk about. And he, uh, he uh, wanted to see my guitar and he, uh, adjusted my guitar, um, in real time, just did it for free. I thought it was really nice. Um, you know, it's something I could have done at home, but I just, I haven't been able to fuss with it comfortably. Uh, I just haven't been in the practice of repairing guitars these days. So, uh, once you get out of the practice, much like songwriting, it's sort of like starting from scratch. So that's why we got to keep writing and we got to keep doing those things. So, um, but it was cool because I think what I felt was, okay, I can be part of this community. I can know the music shop guy, the music shop guy. I can know the people here in the workshop, everybody in the, I mean, in the, in the meetup and everybody in the meetup were a bunch of sweethearts. I mean, uh, it wasn't, wasn't a lot of people. Uh, I can remember everyone's names and <laughs> if, if they gave real names, I don't know if they did. Uh, cause some, oddly enough that sometimes happens and I kind of get it, especially if you're a lady, you probably don't want to give up too much info, but, um, but, uh, yeah, everyone was so cool, uh, so nice. Um, th- we were all different levels of where we were at, uh, musically. And, and, uh, you know, one one of the guys had this, uh, this it looked like a maybe a, a 0017 Martin. Uh, he said it was from 1947, so I'm assuming it's like a an 017 or an 015, uh, like a smaller body, uh, mahogany guitar, and it was beautiful. And, um, it looked like it had some years on it, but I, I didn't give it a second glance until he started playing it. And I was just like, wow, there's just some kind of magic in that. There's, I, You know, vintage guitars are weird, man, because either you get like one that's, that's vintage but crappy or you get one that's supposed to be crappy and sounds like magic or you get one that's supposed to be magic and just sounds meh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sort of, uh, it's all sort of about the legend of the guitar more than it is the actual sound. But every once in a while you just hear this vintage guitar and you're just like, my guitar just will never do that. No ma- It's going to take, um, whatever, 50 years or a hundred years or whatever to, for it to sound the way this vintage guitar sounds. And the, the one from 1947, uh, which don't make me do the math. I don't know how many years that is, but, um, It sounded really magical. And I've had my eye on this uh, 1970s Martin for a lot of years. And I am going to get one before I die. But I got to get better at guitar first. (laughs) That's kind of my goal: is uh, continue to get better at guitar, and uh, one way to learn how to get better at your instrument is to hang out with other songwriters that are better than you, and they'll teach you a little something. They'll give you a little nugget, and then you can implement it. That's 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 why songwriting community is so important. That's why we have to start within us. Um, what I appreciated about this meetup too was this guy was just uh, he was just doing it because he loves it. He doesn't have like experience. He's not like a He's not like a touring, performing artist. He does open mics when he wants to. Uh, He seems kind of like a shy guy. And also, um, he's not... You know, he doesn't have the degrees or the certificates from online, whatever. And um, he's not forcing a workshop agenda. I mean, even... I had to... um, slow myself down because my my inclination always is to like, I want to share this information. That's why I do these uh, music tech Mondays that I do on Instagram where I'll share some piece of gear that I'm using that's music related. Um, Because everything that I I get that brings me joy, I just want to, what's the word, evangelize people with i just want to like tell them about it like oh my gosh did you see this did you see this cool little microphone or did you see how cool and easy this is or do you hear i mean i think that was that love for the things that we love pushes us to want to share with other people that might love it right and um it took a lot out of me to it took a lot of uh, it took a lot of um discipline which I often don't have not <laughs> to, to not, uh, to not uh, tell people like, oh um, you know I have the certificate from XY or diploma from XYZ or whatever and uh, you know there's this exercises that we do and we do this and this is how you write a song from the structure that we learned and blah 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 and it was so cool for me to shut that voice up. And just, like, enjoy it as a songwriter, which is one of the main reasons why I moved over here was I wanted to start enjoying music as a musician, as a small-time songwriter again. Uh, that's why I'm starting from the very bottom, because I want to feel that excitement, that 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 power that is within us that we feel when—I mean, it feels like going to church, man. It's It's spiritual when you are experiencing music in real time. And, um, you kind of miss out on that when you're always trying to teach the workshop or trying to be a leader in the community or anything, you you miss out because it's no longer your job to feel that it's your job to create that for someone else to feel. And, um, it was really refreshing and really, um, what's the word fulfilling to, uh, to sit around and listen to people work out a song and not worry about structure, not worry about whether, you know, whether whatever they wrote down was the verse or the chorus or whatever. And to chime in in an organic way, like for me to speak up and say, that sounds like a pre-chorus to me, not, do you know the history of a pre-chorus? You know, (laughs) it's none of that. It's just authentic, organic writing. And the only way you're going to get into that is if you hang out with songwriters you got to hang out with your community um it's a lesson that i've learned over time again coming from the hermit anti-social guy i know that the only way to enjoy the experience and capture the experience that i'm chasing and find the songs that i'm chasing is to experience it as a feeling as a moment with other songwriters and to stop trying to create the feeling for them, but for you to just be a participant in in the community uh, instead of trying to be a leader or trying to be a voice in the community. Now, everyone has their place. There's going to be voices. There's going to be leaders. You don't always have to be the one. So for me, I feel like right now, in the spot that I'm at, in my goals that I'm trying to work out, I don't want to be a leader. I don't want to be a voice. I just want to be a participant, and I want to fall back in love with the process and fall in love with the people that are doing things because it drives them, and they feel driven to do it. Um, one of the, uh, and, and, you know, songwriters are really fun, too, because we're all kind of weird. <laughs> you know, uh, like, I could tell the guy running this thing was a, was artist type, but he was also very, like, shy, antisocial type. He was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that, but let's do this. Um, uh, There's a lady there that was, uh, th- it was basically him and another lady, and the lady was... Um, uh, they were basically working on on her song, and uh, and the rest of us were listening and chiming in little nuggets here and there. Uh, one guy was playing um, some accompaniment uh, with the forty seven Martin, and uh, you know it's interesting because you see everybody and I'm, I'm like analyzing everyone in real time, you know, it's like kind of playing poker, right? Cause you're the new guy. So you're trying to figure out like, okay, who's going to be my people or are my people here? Or what can I do? And am I useful here? Am I, am I wasting my time? Am I gaining something from this? Um, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I'm looking at the poker table, right? So, uh, the thing that I read from the, from the leader is, um, for the organizers, uh, he's an artist, he's passionate, he loves Music. He loves writing music and he does it because it brings peace to him. And I really appreciated that. So naturally I was like, okay, I'm going to gravitate a little towards this guy and whatever he wants to do. He's driving the bus and I'm just a passenger here and I'm excited. Um, The lady also, you could tell, got a lot of joy out of playing her songs and writing songs, you know? she didn't have um she admitted that she didn't have like an intense experience about it with them but she did enjoy the process and she also uh, i guess you recently picked up the ukulele uh which you know I am the ukulele is a ukulele and uh and um she uh but she really she brought a lot of uh, uh positivity and a lot of enthusiasm to the to the event to the meetup and i appreciated that about her i thought it was like it you know you know I've been doing this for so many years and I've I've interacted with so many different kinds of people and I've been uh the artist and I've been the venue owner and I've been the repair person for the guitarists you know like I've been the roadie I've been the sound guy I, I just I've I've been in a lot of different um tour manager I've been in all of the different brackets of of the industry um that I could get into And um, you get pretty jaded. You forget that this is supposed to be just really fun and beautiful and fulfilling. And that's what I really appreciated about her. And then there was the 1947 Martin dude who was very kind, kind enough to uh, give me his phone number so I can find open mics and stuff because he he was plugged into the scene already. So just that alone made the meetup beneficial and helpful and, and gratifying for me because... I got to come out of there knowing where the hell the open mics are, where the musicians hang out. And then um, there was this other uh, lady who was uh, an instrumentalist, and she showcased um, some instrumental. And I could hear so much, um, what's the word, professionalism and so much quality in what she was working on even if it was a draft i could hear that she was just much better musician than the rest of us were but she was very shy and i knew that her shyness was the only thing keeping her back from uh achieving her particular potential and i could feel it because objectively i could hear the music and go oh none of us can write this she's clearly got this on lock she's got experience she probably has training but she's here at the meetup because I bet she's shy and she's looking for someone to sing or encourage her to sing or find a lyricist. And uh, I could just feel it like she's shy. And it's, it's stopping her, but she's trying to overcome it. And for me, my whole obstacle was I'm antisocial and I don't really know how to, um, I don't really know how to work with people. <laughs> so I'm learning how to do that because I've been so independent my whole life my entire life. And um, I got a lot of that from being part of the meetup and just being a participant because I wasn't trying to control everything. I'm such a controller. I'm such a, a, le- like a leader type. I try to take the leadership role, even if I don't deserve it or if I'm not um, particularly good in that particular element, I'm still going to try to take charge. It's just some stupid lizard brain default that I have. And I'm working through it so that I can, um, be a participant because I'm happier when I'm just a participant. I really am. I feel much happier when I'm just a participant nine out of 10 times. Sometimes I want to lead. Um, but this wasn't the case. And, um, The jamming guy, the Martin guy, he just wanted to jam, man. He was just there killing time, having fun, and I could feel it. And because of that, he was plugged into where the music is because everybody loves a guy who just wants to jam and chill. (laughs) So he knows exactly where to go. So what I'm trying to get to is that if you can get to a meetup, if you can hang out with people that are interested in the same thing in in the songwriting game, definitely go do it. Go find people. Go find your people. And um, even though I'm not looking to be in the leadership role, if you have to be in the leadership role, be in the leadership role. And what I mean by that is, if you don't know where the songwriters hang out, you try to be the place where the songwriters hang out. Start your own songwriting group. Do it online. You don't even have you don't ever have to meet or do some meetups. And um, it's just gonna be you're gonna be amazed at how much you learn in such a short period of time because. Even though we didn't get to any songwriting, um, I shared snippets of a couple of songs of mine, and they shared snippets of a couple of songs of theirs. Like, Even though we didn't get to any of the educational part of the songwriting experience in the meetup, what I did gain from it was I I had a realization of like, I want to be part of this, and I want to do this, and I want to um, be part of a community, and that's huge for me. So you don't know what you're going to learn until you're hanging out with the people and you're at the poker table, you know what I mean? So just spend a little time with them and uh, figure it out. And if you, once again, if you can't, um, if you can't find that meetup, you create that meetup. You'll have to take the leadership role for a little while, but once you get the community rolling, it's just going to snowball. I know it will. Um, I've done it before in my old community and, uh, you know, it has its ups and downs, of course, like anything else, but... If the timing is right and you're ready and you're open and you're humble and you're confident and you're honest, um, you can make something really cool happen. So thanks for tuning into this podcast and um, I'll see you next week. I hope I'll have an interview for you or it might be another solo podcast. I don't know, but uh, I will definitely stay consistent and keep giving you that small time song. All right. See you later. Bye bye.